Today is Monday, March 13th, 2023. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh my gosh, Archer is podcasting again within like three days. <laughs> it's true. On Friday, I posted a podcast um, and I talked about the weekend and stuff. And I said, oh, I guess I'll podcast early this week to tell you what went on during the weekend. Because I told you everything was that I was going to be doing this weekend. And now I'm going to report back to you how it all went. <laughs> so on Friday, I mentioned that we were going to dinner at Patricia's house, one of my girlfriends in the building. She is 87 years old. Yes, 87. I know, I'm sure I've said that before. Anyway, my husband and I took two bottles of rosé and we went to Patricia's house at 6:30 and we were the, we got there first and then literally right behind us was Betsy. She showed up just a minute or two later and we chit-chatted, had a glass of wine to begin with and then um, Patricia, like I guess most older people do, um, they had the dinner ready. She had the, her dinner ready pretty much within five minutes. Oh, email within five minutes of us I'm getting there. And, you know, I was all worried about what is she going to serve? Is there going to be something that I'm going to eat because I'm such a picky eater? Well, she had fish for dinner and luckily it was cod and it was, um, she prepared it very simply with just like a, a butter sauce and I think she has some capers in there, but um, the fish was very light and tasty and I ate it and she had uh, mashed potatoes as well. Um, she put dill in her mashed potatoes and I just ate around the dill and picked it out. And she also had um, Brussels sprouts, but I don't eat Brussels sprouts, so I didn't um, have any of those. But all during dinner, we talked about everything. We learned about... Um, uh, Patricia coming from France and when she came over to the United States and that kind of thing. Um, didn't learn any more about her possibly being a lesbian, but she did not mention any men in the entire evening. So I'm still going to assume that she is a lesbian. <laughs> Although, I, as I said, she never said she was or, you know, or not. We talked a little bit about movies and Oscars and we got into politics and a little bit about religion. And she uh, learned that she goes to the same church as my husband goes to. And Betsy and I are the um, atheist. Uh, well, she's a agnostic, but I'm an atheist. So it was interesting. We had two basically non-believers and two believers because so, my husband, you know, he's Catholic. So, and so was Patricia. So is Patricia. So anyway, the, the dinner was uh, another email. So the dinner was actually very nice. The food was fine. We had plenty of wine flowing. And I was actually getting uh, just a little bit worried about Patricia because she was um, guzzling. No, I shouldn't say guzzling the wine, but she was enjoying the wine. And I know that she is on a blood thinner. And I'm, I was worried that she was having, you know, because alcohol thins your blood as well. So um I was concerned. I said, I hope you haven't had too much. She goes, no, I'm fine. I'm not going anywhere. This is my house. I'm just going to have to just walk, you know, to the bedroom. And um, so I guess she was fine. Um, and then like about 930, Betty, uh, Betty, Betsy was saying, well, I guess it's time. We should probably wrap this up. So by 930, the dinner was over and we said our goodbyes and thank you so much for having us and all of that kind of thing. Let's do this again, blah, blah, blah. The usual things you say when you uh, go to someone's house for dinner. And then we left and came home that we had a half a bottle of wine left. And I said, Patricia, would you like to keep this one? She goes, no, I don't like, I didn't like that one. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So we brought the um, half a bottle home and we finished it before we went to bed on Friday night. So um, the dinner was very nice and, you know, we had a really nice time. 
nothing spectacular happened. Nothing, no uh, um, major announcements were made or anything. You know, nothing. No major information was gained from the from the dinner party. But it was just a nice, lovely evening. So then on Saturday, I told you that we were going to a winery. We uh, went to Linden Vineyards and had a tasting. Um, I guess we, yeah, they they had they've changed every time I think about I'm going to Linden. They change the tasting every time we go. So like now, well before you would sit at a table and they would bring the the wines to you. Now you just go to the bar. They have a, a, a tasting bar. And you do the tasting there, and then you then you if you're a club member, you can go and sit on the well, it's like a glassed-in porch, I guess, and you can have your lunch and have uh, more wine. But um, the lady who was doing our tasting, we had not had before. She was relatively new to the winery, so we didn't really know her. So we're asking, you know, what's your name, and um, what you know, what's your favorite uh, wine, and so forth. And she didn't have too much to say. And we figured this out pretty quickly because the very first wine she poured, it was a Chardonnay. She's looking at a, oops, I hit the microphone. She's uh, looking at a paper that was like off, like underneath the bar. And she was, you know, I could see her looking down at it and she's reading the notes and stuff. So it's not like she knew a whole, whole lot about the wines anyway. So while we were tasting, the wine, the um, owner of the winery, um, came in and we've, we've known him for years now and he's like um, you know chatting saying oh he's going out to prune the the vines and stuff and he said are you staying and we said yes we're going to stay to have lunch he goes okay well, I'll come by and talk so um, we did our tasting and all the wines of course were wonderful that's one thing I will say about Linden they do not make a wine that is bad every wine that they make is really nice so um after the tasting, we're deciding what we're going to have, you know, with our lunch items. We just had like cold cuts and um, cheese and crackers and stuff like that. Nothing major. But my husband decided on a, it's called a Boisseau. That's the name of the uh, vineyard that the grapes come from. A Boisseau Chardonnay from 2016. I'm sorry, 2014. So it's an almost 10-year-old bottle of Chardonnay. And it was $60. And I about choked. I'm like... Um, honey, this is just for lunch. We're just having lunch. You don't need to get such an expensive bottle of wine. He said, I'm paying for it. So I was like, okay, then you can get whatever you want. So we got that bottle of wine and we went into the the patio or, or um, it's almost like a deck, but it's enclosed in glass and has a fireplace and stuff like that. It's, it's really nice. So we um, picked a table, sat down and um, enjoyed our, our lunch items with the Chardonnay and um, the owner hadn't come by yet, but we're pretty much out out of wine. So we decided um, that we would share a glass of red wine. So um, because I was driving and I did not want to get tipsy at all. So um, we shared a glass of red wine while we were um, having the red wine. Then the owner came over and said, oh, I just came in from pruning. And I said, oh, was the wind getting to you? And he said, no, the wind wasn't too bad today because he had said earlier that um, he, he doesn't like the wind. He doesn't mind the cold, but doesn't like the wind. But um, he said the wind did not bother him too much. So we were just sitting there chatting and talking about wine, of course. And he used to be the winemaker, but now he's got a separate wine, a winemaker because he's getting, I think he's in his uh, early to mid-70s, I think. But um, he is definitely like the guru of Virginia wine. So we had a nice time chatting with him. 
And then um, he's like, well, I should probably get back to it. So he went back out and did some more pruning. And we left to come home. And um, we went to another winery. And now, for the life of me, what the hell winery did we go to? Um, oh, we went to Chateau O'Brien, which ugh, was not very good. I mean, it was okay, I should say. It just wasn't. We don't really care for the winemaker. And my husband was saying, if we go there, maybe we won't run into him. Well, we walk in and open the, the door and walk in and he's standing right there. And he's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you guys for years. Because we haven't been there for like uh, probably six years, six or seven years. But in any case, so we just did a quick tasting there and then we went home. And uh, when we got home, we put all of our stuff away, and then we decided to go to Chef Jeff's for dinner. That's the uh, Nor O'Donnell's husband's restaurant. And we had, um, well, we did not have a reservation. And usually when that happens, we have to sit at the bar. But they had plenty of tables open, so they um, got us a table. And um, we shared a pizza. We split a pizza, and they were nice. That they, When they served it, they gave me three pieces, and they gave him, my husband three pieces. So um, it was really cool. They, they know us there, and all the different waiters were coming by and chatting with us and you know talking and stuff. So that was always fun. Then we came home, and my husband was tired, so he went to bed. I think it was like 10 o'clock, quarter to 10, something like that. And I stayed up for a little bit longer, and then I went to bed. Then on Sunday, my husband went to church and I started watching the last Oscar movie that I had, I didn't have to watch, but that I wanted to watch before the Oscars came on last night. And the last movie I watched was Tar, the uh, the one that Kate Blanchett was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress. Um, and the movie Tar, it, oh my God, it started, it, first of all, it's two hours and 39 minutes long. The first hour... It was killing me. They were just setting up the story so slow. And and I was, I have to say, I was like drifting. You know, my eyes were dropping. I was thinking, I'm going I'm to fall asleep during this movie. But then like it was like an hour and three minutes in that the story started to get really interesting. And I ended up really liking the movie. But I'm telling you, that first hour, if you can get through that, stick with it. And the movie gets really good. And I can certainly see why Kate Blanchett was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress because she did an amazing job. She played a lesbian um, uh, conductor of the uh, Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra. And she gets into trouble because she is like grooming younger um, uh, you know, um, musicians to... Um, you know, she's trying to get in bed with them. So, um, but that becomes a big controversy and she gets kicked out. And then you kind of, well, I'm not going to, I shouldn't tell you the rest of the movie, but um, it's a good movie. If you have not seen Tar, spend the time, the two hours and 39 minutes to watch it because it actually ends up being, I thought, really, really good. So, um, but again, if you can get to that first hour, you're doing well. So I actually saw nine of the 10 best pictures this year, which is just a record for me. Um, each year I try to watch as many of them as I can. And this year was the best. I, the only one I did not watch, and I really had no desire to watch, I believe I mentioned on Friday, Avatar, The Way of Water. Did not care to see it. Anyway, so now then Sunday night, I watched the, and literally the movie I was watching, I took me all afternoon to watch. But, and I think I finished it within like four minutes of the Oscar starting. So, you know. It was coming down to the wire. Now, so I watched the entire Oscar uh, broadcast, and 
uh, just, you know, like an overall uh, um, results, I guessed 14 out of 23 Oscars correctly, which is only 60%, which is not even that great. But I did um, predict all of the major awards except for one. I predicted that Everything Everywhere All at Once was going to win Best Picture, and it did. I predicted that Brendan Fraser was going to win um, Best Actor in a Leading Role, and he did. I predicted that Michelle Yeoh would win for Everything Everywhere All at Once for Best Actress in a Leading Role, and she did. But the one that I got wrong was I I predicted that Judd Hirsch was going to win for The Fablemans, but it wasn't him. It was the Kihau Kwan the guy who was in Raiders of the Lost Ark with Harrison Ford back in the 90s. And he won um, for Best Supporting Actor. So basically, oh, oh and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I, I predicted her correctly for the Best Supporting Actress. And so everything, everywhere, all at once basically took all the major awards except for, um, no, well, there wasn't even one nominated for the Best Actor. But they actually ended up winning seven Oscars. And I don't remember the last time a movie won that many Oscars, except for, I mean, of course, there, there have been movies that have won multiple Oscars. But the last one I was thinking about, I, I think it was the second Lord of the Rings that won like 11 Oscars. It, it was nominated for 11, and I think it won all 11. Of course, that was back in like 2003 or something like that. So... um yeah. But now, you know, just a couple comments. I thought um, Jimmy Kimmel did a really good job. The, he kept the show moving and it didn't seem like it was dragging on it. It did go three hours and 35 minutes, but um, I thought he did a fine job. Nothing spectacular happened. There was no slapping. There was no controversial comments made by the people who, you know, were uh, giving their speeches. Um, all of the speeches were, you know, very well done. Um I, I think there were some um, reoccurring themes about like women, uh, women getting their, you know, um, women being more important in the filmmaking industry, so forth. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, I thought she did a really good job with her speech. She talked about her parents and how they had both been nominated for Oscars, but neither one of them had won an Oscar. And she was the, the one who won. Of course, she's 64, so it took her a while took her a while to get an Oscar, but um, she was very happy, I thought. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, she's a, someone said, they were interviewing her, and she said, well, you're the um, quintessential Nepo baby. Um, and I was thinking, her parents have both been dead for years. I don't know that they did a whole lot to get her to this Oscar because she did this film on her own. It was, I guess they're saying, you know, Early on, she got the breaks that she did because of her parents. And that's what the whole thing about Nepo babies is. But I, it's just like one more fucking thing that just doesn't make any sense. And well, I guess it does make sense, but it's just stupid. Just plain stupid. Anyway, I loved the Oscars. I thought the show was great. I thought all the people did, uh, you know, all my predictions were good and uh, did a good job. But I'll tell you one thing. When they were doing the... Um, uh, was it Best Actress? Yeah, it was for Best... I got my my um, ballot here. For Best Actress, they had... Um, the nominees were... No, that's not... Uh, no, it wasn't that one. Maybe it was Best Supporting Actress. 
yes, in, in the best supporting best supporting actress role, it was the nominees were Angela Bassett, Hong Chu, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Stephanie Sal or Stephanie Sue, Stephanie Sue. Um, as soon as they announced Jamie Lee Curtis, they, if you looked at Angela Bassett's face, she was, it looked like she was mad. She did not clap for Jamie Lee Curtis. And she just sat there with this look on her face, like you bitch, you took my Oscar. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, she's really, she really looks like she's mad. So I, I thought that was interesting. One little interesting tidbit about you know stuff that happens at the Oscars. Generally, everything else was great. So another successful year at the Oscars. Now let's move on because I do have some other topics real quick to talk about. Um, oh, um, I don't know. I don't know why I wrote this down. I wrote down taxes because on Friday after I did my podcast, I got a phone call from our tax people saying that our taxes are ready and they need uh, need for us to come in and sign and um, do all that stuff. So I made an appointment. We're going tomorrow um, at four o'clock since my husband works, and um, we're going to sign our tax papers and whatever, write a check or get a get a refund. We don't know yet. They didn't say. Um, and here's the other thing. Okay, so completely, completely different topic. So you know I've had my debates about Twitter and either staying on Twitter or going to, you know, getting off Twitter and going to a different platform. Well, on Friday when I was posting about the podcast, I ended up posting it on Twitter because I couldn't get on Mastodon. The, I went to Mastodon and the page was not loading and I kept waiting a couple minutes and then trying it again. I couldn't even get on Mastodon to post about the podcast. And then the other platform that I've joined recently was Spoutable. I think I talked about that. Um, I only have two friends on Spoutable. It's, I think it's um, West Stone and um, Veritable Virgo. I think that's the only two I have on there. So I'm like, why post here? These people already know my podcast. So I was, I'm, I guess I was very disappointed with these other platforms on Friday. And I'm, and I'm starting to think, fuck, just stick with Twitter. You didn't delete anything. You didn't change anything. So, and then I've had uh, some decent um, interactions with people on Twitter over the weekend. So um, I think I'm just going to stick with Twitter, stay on Twitter um, and just hope that other people stick with it. Like Larry Vader from the little fanny cast, although he said he doesn't check the Twitters very much anymore. Um, which brings me to the next thing. Um, I listened to little fanny cats, this little, 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 the little fatty cast this morning when I was on my um, walk on the treadmill because I was up again this morning at 5.45. Even though I stayed up until midnight last night, I was up at 5.45 on that treadmill and I did 2 point, was it 2.16? Oh, I, I do have my watch right here that can tell me exactly how much it was. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 2.21 miles this morning on the treadmill. So um, got my exercise done early. Anyway, I was listening to the little fatty cast and... Um, so I, on Friday, I was talking about my bowling trophy, and I put a, pic- put a picture on the Twitter and on the show notes on Facebook. And um, did I put it on the website? I think, you know what? I didn't even look um, on the website. Oh, I did. I put the bowling trophy, and I wrote second place on it. Um, so Big Fatty and um, Larry Vader were talking about that on the Little Fatty cast. They were talking about... Um, first of all, the contest that um, Kathy Bacon is doing for the Little Fatty Cast, where you um, write in to, um, well, that's what I find out, because I um, 
talked about on my podcast, and uh, Larry Vader hadn't hadn't listened to the show, but I think Big Fatty did, and or at least he was in the middle of listening to it, and then he had to do something else. But anyway, um, little fat, uh, little fat, <laughs> Larry Vader said on the Little Fatty Cast that you actually have to write in to uh, be part of the contest. Or is it call, write or call? Well, I just did my information on the podcast. So um, what I think I'm probably going to have to do is take out the little section of my um, podcast where I talk about the bowling trophy and the little fatty cast contest and send it in or you know call it in as a uh, entry for their contest. Although I don't really want Larry Vader's medals. So, you know, Um now, there are two comments on the podcast uh, website already about um, from Friday's show. And um, Dave in Texas. Oh, I can always count on Dave in Texas. Dave in Texas writes, shame on you. That was the best movie of the year. It was awesome. I love it. F-18s. Oh, he's talking about the uh, Top Gun Maverick, how I did not like that movie at all. Um <laughs> So I still think you're wrong, Dave. I did not like that movie. And I and he says that movie was the best movie of the year. Um, no, I don't think so. Obviously, it didn't win. <laughs> so, But that's okay. Everybody, lots and lots of people love that movie, especially a lot of men, probably a lot of straight men who just love that movie. So you're in good company there, Dave in Texas. Then his other comment, it was like he... Um, commented first and then a couple months later he was obviously he was commenting as he was listening but actually so his first comment was really this one sounds like you need a bigger place with your own studio i'm realized i'm realized to hear i'm i don't know what that means i'm realized to hear there was no smelly pussy while you were on the treadmill so early <laughs> because there was nobody in there, Dave. So there was no smell to be left lingering or from a, another woman, not another woman, just a woman who was in there. So no, there was nobody else in there. So no um, pussy smelly, <laughs> smelly pussy smell, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> anyway, Dave, thank you for the comments. And that makes me um, want to mention one last thing, actually. I need someone and hopefully multiple people, to call the voicemail line. I got an uh, email from Google this morning saying, we noticed that you haven't used your Google Voice number in a while. Because phone numbers are a limited resource, it is our policy to reclaim unused numbers so they can be made available to new users. If you'd like to keep your Google Voice number, you will need to make calls or send text messages by April 10th. I mean, so like it's like a month. But I'm going to ask that somebody, some of you, a couple of you, many of you, how many ever, will please call the listener voicemail line. And I'm going to give you the phone number right now, 202-709-3029, and call that number. And I don't even, it doesn't even matter what, what kind of message you leave, just um, call and leave a short message so that I get to keep this phone number. So um, if anyone out there would help me out with that, I would appreciate it. Because I don't want to have to change that phone number because I'm going to keep podcasting. So I need to keep that number. So call that number and leave me some voice messages. And of course, if they're good ones, I'll play them on the show. But I'll probably play them no matter whether they're good or not. 
All right. That's all I have for today. I know it's amazing that I podcasted again, but um, I really wanted to. And, and who knows? I might podcast Friday this week. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening. And until next time, bye. <laughs>